Booze and books may contain boozy language and themes. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, this is episode nine of the Booze and Books podcast. For this episode, we decided to change things up a bit and we decided to do a comparison between a book and a TV series. And it is on... Drum roll, please. You. <laughs> By Carolyn... Kepnes. Kepnes. I always think Katniss. I know you do. From, like, Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn Katniss. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yeah, we decided... Well, one, it took us, like, freaking ages to watch that show. Because, you know, we watched, like, one or two episodes a month. Literally took us, like, months. Yeah, it came out, we started watching it on Lifetime before it even came out on Netflix, and I think it took us, like, four, five months. There were people at work that would talk about it, and I'd be like, stop talking. Don't, but I've read the book, so, like, I knew, but I was just, like, I wanted to participate so bad in these conversations. <laughs> I know. And that is why we're doing a discussion about it, because we're like, well, we need to discuss differences between the two, because exactly. we're like... Because actually, you was the very first book we did as our two-person book club. That is true. Like a couple years ago. Yes. So. Takes us back. Yeah. We had to reread it because we couldn't remember. But when we were watching the show, we were like, wow, I don't remember that being in the book. Right. Or that's a little different. And then we're like, we should do a comparison episode. So we had to actually finish the show first. Which we did last month. Finally. You know. <laughs> takes 5,000 years. But we got there. But uh, anyways. So yeah. Like I said. We'll be making a comparison. Um, between the two. Um, but we'll also be discussing the book. Um, a little bit on its own. As well. Just because you know. It's the book and it's awesome. <laughs> um, but quick note before we get more into that stuff. Um, we just. uh Wanted to reiterate the fact that to find out what books we're reading and anything else that we're kind of doing in our life, basically reading, um, <laughs> you can check it out on our Instagram page, which is boozeandbooks.podcast. Um, we try and make sure we post as often as we can. Sometimes we're kind of bad at that, um, which this last month has been horrendous. <laughs> but <Hey. laughs> just for the posting part. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, we try and post as, like, as often as we can, whether it's a story or it's actual post, um, on, like, what we're reading or just, like, you know, chilling and hanging out and drinking and there's a lot of booze on our podcast page. (laughs) Um, but definitely make sure you guys check that out. Um, you know, if you like things, let us know. If you hate things, don't let us know because we'll keep doing what we're doing. No, let us know. <laughs> Fine, you can let us know. We might not. We don't. I mean, we we might can't not agree. promise we won't change. We'll change it, but if you want to talk, feedback to is us. good. Feedback is good. That's we'll true. Take it. Um. Yeah, well, that's a lot of hair. Sorry, got distracted. Um. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, totally got distracted right there for a second. Okay. So, yeah. So please follow us. Look at our page. See what we're reading. Tell us what you're reading on there or email us at boozeandbooks at gmail.com. Um, and, or any alcoholic drinks that you like to drink, wine, 
we both are wine drinkers and that's usually what we actually compare on our books on. But uh, yeah, so boozeandbooks.podcast or emails at boozeandbooks at gmail.com. Our email though is weird because it's got two extra O's in it. So it'd be B O O O O Z E A N D. No. You threw in an extra O. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. See, I'm trying to add extra O's here. B O O O Z E A N D B O O O K S at gmail.com. Wow, that's really sad. You can tell it's been a work day. Each episode. Kristen somehow <laughs> messes it up. But that's okay. <laughs> There's no getting it right for me, but... People probably have emailed these other email addresses that you've said. They put zeros, they put extra O's, and <laughs> so that's why we're not getting them right, guys. Right. <laughs> Maybe I should just, like, designate you the person that spells out our... Like, I, can, I can handle that, I think. Yeah, as I long as it's it. early in the night, I can handle that. <laughs> Instead of later, after a couple glasses of yep, wine. Exactly. Or bottles. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and you guys can also, uh, yeah, let us know via comments and all that stuff. We love hearing from you guys and also rate, review and subscribe, please. Cause we like that and we like to know how we're doing. I like that shit. And like what you guys want us to change. If you want us to change anything or if you like what we're doing, it's great feedback. Feedback. Wow. I can't speak today. <laughs> um, anywho. So this episode for episode nine is called You and Your Dirty Laundry, um, which means we're drinking wine that obviously has dirty laundry in the title. <laughs> uh, so the wine is actually Dirty Laundry Vineyard. It's actually Canadian wine, which... Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that, even though I signed in the Canadian aisle at Crowfoot Liquor. Oh. Uh, Kelowna, I'm guessing? What does it say? Um, Okanagan Valley. I think it's Okanagan, yeah. actually. Yeah. So I... We were figuring out what kind of book, like, we were out last night trying to figure out this episode, and we were, like, trying to go through some old photos that we've shared with each other of wines that we have uh, had options for previous episodes, and we came across this one. (laughs) And at the time, the liquor store only had the one red wine, and Lindsay was like, I'm pretty sure I've had the white, and then she's like, no, I for sure had the white. Yeah. So I was going to the liquor store today, planning on going to like a couple of different liquor stores <laughs> trying to find more than than just the red of this wine. And I walk in and there's six bottles of this wine. <laughs> and then I panicked and was texting Lindsay. <laughs> it's all good. It worked out. Yeah, because I was like, I'm not buying all six because you and I will be blackout drunk if we try and do that. And we'd have to be up all night. Exactly. Which neither of us wants to do. But uh, we decided, I randomly chose three of the six. And they are, Lindsay's got one in her hand, so I'll let oh, you say them. Sorry. Um, this one, so Dirty Laundry Vineyard has kind of like named their other, like some of their bottles, I guess. So the, I'm drinking a Pinot Gris. Um, it is called Say Yes, technically, but it is made by Dirty Laundry Vineyard. Um, from 2016, as I'm looking at this, I immediately think this is the most amazing bottle someone <laughs> that is proposing could present to the proposee. Um, and now I wish that I could do it all over again and have my husband present me with this. So, um, <laughs> hint, hint, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Ryan, pay <laughs> 
Um, so Say Yes uh, is a white wine, obviously, as a Pinot Gris. Um, it's in, it says it's inspired by a true love story. Now it's your turn. Say Yes and create your own happy ending. Um, it's really all I could tell you about the actual bottle of the wine. However, after tasting it, it is amazing. Very light, um, which is usually the case with Pinot Gris. Um, but... Sorry, as I take a sip. Um, I don't find it super acidic. Um, kind of has some very, very light vanilla notes, maybe? I don't know. I might just be making that up. But um, I, it is definitely one, hands down, top two of the whites we've drank um, over these nine episodes. So, uh, I mean... Higher price point around twenty five bucks per bottle uh, than we're yeah, than we've yeah. and we've looked at. So um, it definitely fits the price point. You know, it's a nicer wine. Um, honestly, I can't even remember the other. We next time I'll make a list of all my. Fa we should do like a favorites special of our yes. favorite wines and then our favorite books. That's what mm. we should have done in January. Dang it! To come more to come on this yes. idea. Um, That's but, gonna take us forever to try and remember the books we've read. <laughs> Thank goodness! Oh no, just from our past episodes. From the past oh, okay, we can totally like rank do our that. favorite books in the episodes mm -hmm. and then our favorite wines. Um, but I'm gonna say this is honestly like ten out of ten. Would recommend. I'm drinking the Merlot because you know I've gotta get my red in. Um, this one does not have another name. <laughs> Okay. All of them basically, um, I think they all did, um, except for apparently this one, which is fine. I feel a little left out, but you know, I'm fine. <laughs> um, so the back of this, um, I don't know if Lindsay, oh yeah, the one Lindsay's drinking doesn't say it, but um, this one's got like the description that some of them do, so oh, okay. I'll read that. Um, it's an 18 month long, um, 18 long months, sorry, in oak barrels brings out the bold fruit forward flavors of this incredible Okanagan Merlot. On the palate, you'll pick up notes of chocolate and cherry, mm. while on the nose, you'll get aromas of raspberry and plum. This is velvety soft red makes you wonderful makes a wonderful dinner companion for a charbroiled steak, mm. um, burgers, as well as spaghetti bolognese and margarita pizza. So. And it says salute. Salute. Salute? Salute. Depends salute. what language you're speaking it in. I'll say salute. Because, okay. you know, otherwise it just sounds weird. But yeah. Um, this one is actually pretty good. Um, it is one of my more favorites, like Lindsay said, of the ones that we've drank. But it is also um, the most <laughs> expensive ones we've probably had so far For on the sure. episode. I actually, no, this hands down has to be the most expensive wine we've had. Yeah, it is. Because I think we got close with like one of the other ones. It was like, I think. It was like 20. I think we had one, another one. Leaping Horse or something was around 22. I don't think mm -hmm. we've had anything above 25 though. Until now. Yeah. And you can tell just by. We splurged. Okay, yeah. Kristen splurged for me. <laughs> well, can't go wrong. I was actually kind of shocked. I did not expect these ones to be like that price point. For some reason, I just by the title. I thought they were gonna be less. I thought they like, were gonna be less. Cheap. I thought they were gonna be around twenty. Me too. But I'm I remember my mom introduced me to this winery, and 
God bless Judy. She uh, loves her wine. Not in that way, but like she likes wine, but she likes good wine. So I should have known like she would only drink good shit. So this is good shit. Like this is awesome. Better Mm. than 19 Crimes? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, hands down. Oh, interesting. Mm. I like it. Mm. 19 Crimes, they don't have a Merlot. They don't have a Merlot, I don't think. And I haven't tried their white, so I can't compare. It's okay. Do you taste the cherry and other stuff? I taste... You can kind of smell, like, the... I don't fully smell the raspberry, but I do smell the plum when I smell it. Mmm. And I do taste the chocolate part, but I don't really fully... What was the other thing that they said? Sores? Oh, cherry. That's what I just said. What was that what you said? Sorry, I didn't hear what you said. I heard you say something, but I didn't actually hear what you said. Dirt. Okay. Okay. Fair. Um, Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah, definitely the plums. Maybe the longer I smell it, the more I can actually do smell, like, the raspberries are coming out. It's actually really good. Please stand by as we finish our bottles. Yeah, we're just going to drink them all (laughs) in this, like, first (laughs) beginning. Did you want to try? Yeah. Let's, we're going to each taste... Mm. You definitely smell the raspberries, mm-hmm. plum, and the chocolate, actually. Oh, that is nice and smooth. Oh, that's good. Oh, my God. that mer- Oh, my God. I know. This is a really good. You taste the juice. chocolate so much on this one. Yeah, you do. You can. Oh, goodness. After, like, I love this. After you, like, <laughs> let it, like, if you, like. Breathe a bit. You can, like, you can definitely smell the raspberry more than I did when I first smelled it, but you can taste the cherry, too, when you, like... I can smell the cherry and the raspberry. Yeah. And I I taste the... I literally taste the chocolate. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. I, uh... This is good. I like that. This is... Might be my new favorite wine. I know. Winery. Thank you, Dirty Laundry. I know. Canadian proud. We've also got a rosé um, that we had been wanting to try. And we, yeah. like, Kristen went in. She was on the hunt for the wines today. So I kind of left it up to her. And she was like, okay, I'll go see what I can find. So she went. And she was like, okay, I'll pick up what I can find. I'll get a red and a white of the dirty laundry if I find any white. Um, and then she's like, but I'll get hush as well because we wanted to try that. And I was like, okay, great. And then guess what? Turns out. Hush is made by Dirty Laundry Vineyard, so... Yeah, which that worked I don't out perfectly. How, for months, literally for months, we both have taken pictures of this damn yeah. bottle, and neither of us realized that it said literally Dirty laundry, laundry at the bottom. bottom. And yeah. so it's a rosé. We haven't popped it yet, but we probably will in the middle of the episode, so we'll discuss a little bit about what that's looking like. Do you yeah. want to talk about the bottle? Yeah, it's actually a really cool bottle. It's got, like, um, Hush in the middle. Um, and then it's got, like, quotes all around it. Um, some of them are a little long. Um, one says, we should all do that in the long run. Gives us joy even if it's only picking grapes or sorting the laundry. <laughs> and that's by E.B. White, American writer. Oh, these are cool. 1899 like to 18... Quotes. Or 1985. Okay. So the back of the uh, bottle for this one. Um, so hard to tell because my, like... So see-through. Okay. Uh, during the gold rush era, our town's laundry seemed innocent enough. 
Little did anyone know of the naughty business that went on behind the scenes. Perhaps it is the best that we kept this little known secret. Uh, sorry, this little known part of Summerland history. Hush, hush. Um, a complicated, um, invasive woman. This one will keep you. Wait, what? What? Oh, okay. Yeah. A complicated, evasive woman. This will keep you guessing. She, she's all Pinot Noir or maybe not. So, um, that's the back of it. It kind of confused me because they did have a quote going through the paragraph that was on it. But, yeah, this one's actually in, from Summerland, BC, but it is by, um, it's produced and bottled by Dirty Laundry. Oh, so okay. They might have, like, it does say Dirty Laundry on here, so I wonder if they just have, like, some more, um, uh, like, vines and stuff. Yeah. Um, out by Summerland. Um, or maybe they get some, like, maybe the Pinot Noir or whatever grapes imported to them from this region of BC to mix okay. with their white to make the rosé. Oh. I don't know. I'm bringing some knowledge on you from New Zealand. I don't know. They talked about it a lot. But, yeah, we'll... We'll drink some of this stuff. Actually, no. Yeah, no. Well, we're going to change it up. and We'll, like, taste it a little later in the episode to kind of, like, you know, give us a little refresher of everything. But, yeah, this one looks like it's going to be really good. We both like rosés. It looks... It's definitely a light rosé just by the color in the thing, uh, in the bottle. But, so, it'll be interesting. I don't know. But, so... We talked about the wine for now, because we'll come back to it. Okay. Um, but now on to the book. So as I already mentioned, because I was not going to actually say it at the very beginning, but I did. Um, <laughs> this is You by Carolyn Kepnes. Um, and yeah, we're going to discuss the differences between the book and the TV show. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the TV show. Or read the book. Which- well. You probably, uh, some people that's don't. implied. If you're listening to this episode, we're talking about the book. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you haven't seen the TV show, though, well, there will for sure be spoilers. So please stop listening now and go. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, so obviously, totally different formats. And as much as we all like to know that uh, Hollywood and whoever comes up with decides to make these things into shows or movies. Um, they don't fully follow everything that's in the book. Um, they like to change things up. Yeah. So uh, what did you what did you like about each format? Like what did you like about the book? What did you like about the show? Um huh. I like this I'm a I'm a big which I think we've talked about before. When I read books, I envision them as movies. So I definitely, don't get me wrong, I love to read. Love it. I love books. I'm a huge movie and TV show fan, though. Like, I am very much into, like, Oscars. Oscar season is, like, my jam every year. Like, I love my movies, love my TV shows. Um, but so anytime I read a book, I'm consistently envisioning it as a movie or a TV show would be. Um, and like who would play that person and all of that. So when I first, yeah. 
And I mean, some people don't do that, shockingly. I just thought maybe everyone did that, but... I shocking. do, especially if there's a hot guy. Yeah, like, and then you're kind of like, who would play you? Or and what would you look like in real person? Kind of like 50, when I wrote Fifty Shades of Grey, I was like envisioning who would play Christian and Grey, and then, lo and behold. Anyway, different story, different time. Um, <laughs> but when I first read you, I'll be honest, I like literally don't remember reading this book. Like I do, like I do. Cause I knew the premise of it and I was like, Oh yeah, none of that. Like in the, when I watched the TV show, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, none of that really surprised me, but I didn't really, it'd been a while. I forget books pretty quickly. I find, but, um, so I don't remember ever envisioning, uh, it as a TV show or a movie when I was reading it. So, when the show came out, I was stoked because I knew I'd like the storyline and I was really excited to like see how it was made into a TV show. So um loved the TV show, loved everything about it, thought it was really great. Going back and reading the book a second time, it was kind of the opposite for me because I had already ingrained in my mind. That's why I hate more than anything watching movies or like TV shows that are books and then reading the book after because it's already put a bias in my mind of who each of these people look like. So I'm like, ah, okay. So going back and reading it, I wasn't able to like take out the characters as they were portrayed on the TV show at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think had I read, remembered reading the book before the TV show, I interpret, I remember interpreting Joe very differently than I did watching the TV show. Cause I, I remember this, the second book, Hidden Bodies more than I did the first book. Um, So kind of in my mind, I remember Joe a certain way. I think it was very close in terms of like Penn Badgley being portraying Joe as a character, but I remember liking Joe a lot more in the book. And I really, there were parts, there are times in the TV show where I liked him, but he definitely was super creepy. And, And then, but I mean... Getting to the end of the book, I was like, okay, you're actually a psycho. Like, this is insane. So there were definitely times I thought he was creepy in the book, too. Um, I think I like the TV TV show better in this regard. Had I remembered reading the book when I did read it the first time, I think I would have enjoyed the book more. But I was so ingrained in the TV show, uh, and I invested, like, four months into the TV show. So I think I like for that reason, I enjoyed it more. And I, cause I find I usually enjoy what I watch or read first of the two. If it's something that's been made into a TV show or book or vice versa. Um, I enjoy what I experience first in this case, even though I experienced the book first, I don't remember doing so. So for me, it was the, the show I enjoyed more. The book was really, I, I enjoyed how the book was written more though. I, I liked the verbiage that Carolyn Kepnes used in the book because as I was reading it, I was it felt like it was a stream of consciousness from Joe. Like I was like, I felt like Joe was sitting there telling me this story, not off of like a piece of paper, not off normal books where it's like this is a sentence structure. Like I like the way she went through different sentence structures. She like would go through chapters where she would reiterate certain phrases. Um, like it just felt like you were in his head more so than in the TV show. So I did like that aspect yeah. more in the book. Um, but I think I... it a lot more too. Yeah, yeah. And Which is nice. <laughs> I think I just really... But like just for graphic-wise and like imag- imagination-wise, I enjoyed the TV show more. That was a very long-winded answer to get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree. Like I think it's just... Again, we read the book like 
four years. Two years ago. Is it only two? It feels like four. I know. <laughs> but it was I just, two. like, I literally don't fully remember reading the actual book. I remember right. us discussing the book. Right. Because we maybe discussed the book for 10 minutes and then got distracted. I think that's why. Because, like... Yeah, like you and I went to Joey's, and then it was also like a coworker's going away party, yeah. and then we got hammered. Well, she got hammered. I didn't because I had to drive, but. And then the next day I went on a date. <laughs> Do you not remember? Yeah. See, I remember we went that out night. after. We, yeah, we went out oh, downtown. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Unicorn. That's a good time. Yeah. But I remember the first book club meeting, which as. Um, people laugh in our lives say our wine club meeting because oh, yeah. there's always wine and we talk more about the wine and do more stuff with the wine than we do the books sometimes Legit. Legit. <laughs> um but I, I definitely remember that more than the book so when we watched the tv like I saw um, commercials for it and I have lifetime on my thing so I was like told texted Lindsay like right away and I was like this is becoming a show. We need to watch it. And then we started our long journey to actually finishing the show. And like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. We were just watching it. And I was like, I kind of remember that from the book. And then I was like, that person's way more crazy in here. Or I don't remember them doing that. Yeah. So things kind of like came out while we were watching the TV show. But I had to reread it to kind of like remember more things and then see the differences obviously which we'll get into the differences later but um I agree I thought the book and it's probably because it's a book instead of like a show Mm -hmm. with like her narrative on Joe and like how he tells us about things yeah and like you said it's like he's sitting here in the room with us talking about what's going on Mm -hmm. whereas the show I felt like was less so much like that because you're visually watching him do a lot of exactly. it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So you don't have to have as much verbiage on it as you do when you're telling a story. So I I don't know. I, I love books, but I have to say you kind of <laughs> don't need to read the book if you've watched the show. Agreed. Because you get... There are some there's differences, but I feel like there's nothing less that, differences mm-hmm. than some like movies and stuff like that. You still get a lot of the like you get the essence of you the get book. the meat, and you get like in some cases I felt you got more out of the show in the way they yeah. interpret it. Like I felt like there were some things that just were like when after reading the book I was like, was that necessary? Like I feel like this is such an unnecessary part. Well, exactly, and like I think with shows. And, like, movies, like, I'm like Lindsay. Like, if I read, like, I can read the book and stuff after um, the, um, after watching the movie or the, like, TV show. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes me reading the book right beforehand, doing, like, either, that ruins the show for me. Like it did for 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, 13 Reasons Why. Which we legit talked about last time. (laughs) Yeah, because it literally ruined it for me. Because, like, I read, I powered, I woke up the morning because I had the day off, read the book for, like, a couple hours, finished it, and then I was like, okay, let's start the show. And then I just got pissed off more and more (laughs) as I watched that show. Because I was like, this could have ended within a movie situation, not, like, an eight or whatever episode thing. And then I was like, oh, drives me crazy. 
Okay, I can't talk about that show anymore. But anyways, so like for this one though, like in both regards though, I think they they bring different aspects to the table, different perspectives in a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know, you just kind of get a, sometimes horror and like thrillers and stuff kind of just get portrayed in a different, somewhat better way through TV and movies than they sometimes do through book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. How like, I don't know. It's just a genre that can get really brought out, like shined on a little bit more via TV and movies. Yeah. Than sometimes they do in the book part, which I think you can't go wrong either way. And I love both, but yeah, I, I agree. The, the show was really good. And also who doesn't like Penn Badgley? He's hot. Not Ew, so much in this show. He is not. He was during the Gossip Girl days, no. okay? Sorry, Penn. Oh, he's hot. I heard that he didn't really want to play in you. There's an article that I started reading. That was it that show. he didn't want to play in it or he doesn't want people to I like to think Joe's hot? I think he didn't want to be that character for that reason. Oh, okay. Because... Did we look at that a lot? Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. So, yeah. I thought... Yeah. That's where I was going to go with that. Not fully. But, yeah. Um, I like Penny Badgley just from outside of that. Scope, not so much the character makes him hot. Because he actually didn't... He looks too skinny in the show for me to think he's... Ew, exactly that. Specifically Sorry. hot in this yeah. one. So, I don't think he had an issue with maybe people thinking he was hot. Considering the fact that this is... A psychological kind of thriller in the way that he's fucking crazy. Exactly. Um, and unhinged. <laughs> yeah. But um, going on to like, since we're talking about Penn and Badgley, um, did you think, what, what did you think about the actors that portrayed the other people in the books? Other characters. Like, were they good choices, you mean? Yeah. Um, I... This is so bad to say, I feel. I really like, and I'm, I don't remember her name, but I really like the girl who plays Beck. Um, I, I like her as an actress. I think she's super cute and pretty. Um, but she made me hate Beck in the TV show. Like, I hated Beck. Yeah. But I hated Beck in the book, too, to be fair. So... Beck's character, you kind of wonder why Joe fixated on her. Like, I get why, but I just, she's just so kinds of like, um, so many types of selfish that I. And a follower. Yeah, exactly. And I, not that I'm perfect in any way, but I just really didn't love her character. She definitely had a lot of layers to her and I just couldn't keep going with like, back and forth and you like him today you don't like him today like I just felt like I couldn't keep up with her stream of consciousness and how what she was thinking and all this other things so I really I like who they chose to play back but it made me want to like her it made me want to like Beck more because I I really liked the actress um but I, I I'm not a fan of Beck at all in the tv show or the book um I have to say I don't recognize her. She's I haven't seen her in anything else, but 
and I can't remember her name, and I'm going to find out after. Um, but I'll find out super me. quick. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think of the other characters. Like, Peach. honestly, I... <laughs> like, I didn't hate Peach in the book. I thought Peach was annoying, mildly annoying, but I did not hate her. Shay Mitchell... Played it excellent. Amazingly. I <laughs> love Shane Mitchell anyway. Um, I didn't actually watch... Um, Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. But I am... I just... I'm a fan of her. I really like her as an actress. And she made Canadian. me... Yeah. Exactly. Got in there. She made me super annoyed at Peach in the show. Like, I... I was like, oh my I'd God, kill I her too. <laughs> but she did such a good job. And now I can't see Peach any other way. So... Yeah. Like, definitely. I think that was good. Penn, I already said, made a great joke. Um... He made Joe definitely more sexy, and I know he didn't. That was not what he wanted, but I didn't find Joe mildly attractive with his personality in the book at all. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. There were some redeeming qualities he had that I was like, okay, I would see this side. If I saw only this side of Joe, I would find him attractive from his personality. But um, I think Penn did a great job of making him really creepy and sinister. Um, uh, yeah. But also... <laughs> alluring I guess in that way and then like all the sub characters like I thought who she cast as her dad was great as the captain um hey like the woman that played her stepmom my Beck stepmom I have seen her and other things and I really like her as an actress so I thought she did a good job like Blythe annoyed the shit out of me oh my god I didn't hate Blythe in the book. I actually kind of thought she was an okay character, but I'm not a fan of her in the show. Um, I can't remember what she looks like right now. I'm going to quickly look. I really liked Ethan, who played Ethan. I think he did a good job. Um, Lynn, I think Lynn was such a, like, a, like a sub-character. Sub like, you really didn't get a personality from her. Um, but I really liked... Oh, this is not the you I was looking for. I'm, I'm DBing as I go. Um, and then... Um, Elizabeth Lil. Elizabeth Lil, yes. Um, Candace, when she makes her cameos, I thought Amber Childers did a good job of that. Um, which, yeah. Oh my gosh, having, uh, what's his name, John Stamos as Dr. Nikki. I loved. That was amazing. I thought that was such a good one. Um, who is the person I'm thinking of? Annika? Annika. So Annika wasn't actually a character in the book, but I really liked the girl that played her. Um, I liked, like, I really liked Annika's character, even though she was such a small part of the show. I just quite like, enjoyed her as, like, her character. I, like, literally, other than that, I don't really have, I don't really know other, there was a lot of sub-characters, but, yeah. I think they did a good job casting everyone, actually. I think so, too. Like, obviously, like, Penn Badgley is just, I, I like him. Like, I've, I've watched a decent amount of stuff that he's been in, and obviously, as, my Gossip Girl comment before. <laughs> yes, I did watch Gossip Girl when I was younger. Um, who doesn't want to watch that when you're in... Um, I think I was like half in high school, half in university at that age. And once you're hooked in that show, you kind of just are like, I just need to see how it ends. So, That's fair. 
Um, I definitely loved him playing it because, I don't know, I never really thought about who would play him specifically um, when I, like, but when I noticed that it came out, like, was coming out of the show and, like, he was cast as, like, the main character, I was like, huh. <laughs> I was like, I can see that. Yeah. Like, very well. And, like, he lost, I feel like he's thinned out a lot since yeah, Gossip God, Girl right? and, like, even when he was in Forever Strong, which is one of my favorites. Don't judge me, people. I love I've rugby been... and it's hot men. And who does oh. not? Never heard of it. <sighs> who doesn't like Sean Ferris? But anyways, I digress. Anyways, so um, I think that helps make him creepy. Yeah. Being so skinny Ugh, now. Yeah. That he, Yeah. I don't know. I thought he did a fantastic job. Yeah, I agree. Um, I've never seen the girl that played back in anything, but... Um, Apparently she's in Once Upon a Time. I was just looking at that. But I never watched that show, so... I did, and I don't remember She was her. Princess Anna. Oh, later in the episode, mm-hmm. like, seasons where... I'd, you'd think I'd remember more. But I need to watch I it. I remember less about that. Kind of lost my interest, like, a little bit. I love the first, like, season, a couple seasons. Then it kind of, like, nosedived a little bit for me. Oh. Yeah, but I love, like, the main character in that. Because I liked her in House. The show House. Did you uh, ever watch it? Yeah. I love it. Sometimes I rewatch that. Yeah, I love it. That's, like, me with Buffy and Angel. <laughs> I rewatch those uh, seasons all those. the time. Sometimes I watch, watch Buffy and I'm like... I remember watching it when I was, like, younger, and right? I was, like, so mesmerized with that. Right? And who doesn't like David? Oriana? Yeah. I know. Him and Seal now, I'm like, yes. Because after Bones ended, I was like, don't take him away from I me. Know. And then they came out with Seal, and I was like, yes. I got him back on the screen. And he's uh, just as hot as ever. Because uh, who doesn't like a guy that's in Marmy? All dressed up in all those <laughs> different uniforms. That's fair. In casual clothes. He just wears outfits well. Or nothing. I don't know. But. Anywho. Sorry. Um, anyways. <laughs> the girl that played back. Yes. Um, I agree. She made me hate back. Full hardly in this book. Or in the show. But since I read reread the book afterwards, I also hated her in the book. Because all I pictured when I read the book again... Was all the, like, actors in my head. Like, they had, like, the people when I was reading the book. Mm-hmm. The faces were, like, the actors that were playing them in the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Whereas, yeah, that's how it yeah. was with me. Whereas I don't remember picturing. Like, I can't remember really reading the book the first time. Yeah. Um. So... I usually picture people, but I don't... I'm pretty sure I didn't picture anyone like this chick. But this one just made me hate her. Yeah. So I was like, you're such a follower and, like, people pleaser. Right. In a non-attractive way. But somehow she attracted... Him. Joe. Yeah. I don't know. And Dr. Nikki and all the... Yeah. (laughs) She definitely... I... Unlike you, I didn't understand the, the appeal to her. Yeah. But 
then yeah, I just I don't get it. But she kind of was a flirt. Yeah, and I'm like, what are you bringing to the table? But that's all good. You can flirt. Sorry, I'm not trying to like <laughs> shame anyone. Flirt shame. But it's not so much the flirting. She did it in just like with her other personality traits. It kind of like contradicted themselves at times. And then other, you know, I don't know. But I do agree with Shay Mitchell as Peach. Mm -hmm. Fuck, she so did a good. fucking fantastic job. Because right? I was like. Like, damn. I hated her in the book. But the characters are like slightly so different between the two. And you just hate her more so Aww. in the show. It's just crazy. But, yeah, like, the other characters were good. Like, I didn't, like, sometimes when I read the books and, like, stuff like that, I don't really care too much about the other characters because they aren't so much part of it. But, like, in the book, you had Chana and Lynn mm -hmm. who were, like, sub-characters and you didn't really pay attention to them. Right. They just, I felt like... They were good friends back. Yeah. More so than Peach in the book. And yeah. you definitely got that as well in the show. Exactly. So, I don't know. I agree with you. Good character picks all around. Winning. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder how these people get chosen for these things. They audition. I know, but sometimes they get approached with these. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, these people are like, oh, I imagine. Sometimes you, you like read something and you're like, that's the person. I know. And then other times people will, like, the act directors and stuff approach the actors and yeah. they're like, I want you to play it. That's what I mean. Like, mm -hmm. sometimes you're, like, reading it and you're like, that's the person. Oh, like, not the From person, what they've done the actor. Before. Okay. Yeah. I get what you mean. I, yeah, yeah, Same way, like, now. You, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah. But, I don't know. There's just so many differences between, not so many differences, but there's some differences. Yeah. We actually looked up on the internet how... What's the differences between the books? We'll list them now. So the differences. There's ten differences. And the one, it like, the major thing that we both noticed when we were watching it and afterwards was the fact that Joe's neighbors did not exist in the book at all. But oh, they played a huge part. Who? Joe's neighbors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they played a pretty big part in the, in show. the show. Yeah. Specifically the younger boy, the Paco. I couldn't believe it. I was like, damn. Right? And in the book, Benji never killed anyone. He just was a narcissistic liar who lies. Yeah. <laughs> um, both of them uh, were owners of like the artisanal soda things company, which I thought was really funny because I reread the part today about him uh, in the book, how Joe was like, um, when he was locked in the cage, he made Benji like taste yeah, the taste the test. different like the taste test between three of them. Yeah. And, and then will. he's like, I can't do it under these circumstances. Right? So he like requested like salt water or whatever, and then Joe does that and then he comes back and he does a taste test and he like hates all of them. Right? And he's like, Well, what one's yours? And he like said whatever. And Joe's like, That's he's so he He's like, they're disgusting. None of them are. They're all disgusting. And Joe's like, they're all yours. <laughs> and he's yeah. like. And like, the guy hated his own product. I know. I know. And I was like, I hate 
sparkling water, so I was I like, I don't want to drink it at all. Yes, but I did please. think of Lindsay. Like, I thought of you when I read that. I was like, you'd probably be like all over that. I would. I love it. You'd be like, I do the taste test for you. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, I thought that was funny. Didn't even like his own product, but anyways, yeah, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't kill anyone in the book, but he did kill um one of his friends, and they he like oh, recorded yeah. it. So. Yeah, yeah, that was in the show. Um, in the book, Beck doesn't have to work, and she's not financially struggling. Whereas in the show, she is. She's struggling, and she works at the bookstore. Books. But she does in the book too. But she doesn't need to. Right. Wait, yeah, she right. doesn't need to. Um, Annika's character does not exist in the book at all. Yep. Which, that's, even though she had, like, a small role in the show, like, a smaller role in the show, and even in the book, her friends, besides Peach, aren't huge characters, you kind of notice, but, like, she's got friends, like, the Channa and, yeah. um, Lynn, which pretty much Channa is Annika in a way. Uh, yeah. Just with more, like influencer and people pleasing and background also. that we get to know. Yeah. Um, Annika probably was a better name to maybe use than Chana. Yeah. Is maybe why. Um, and then there's a bunch of characters that are not in the book, but are in the show. So that Maddie Johnson person that they yep. ran into at the party in the show. Yep. Um, where she asked about Candace and that brings us into like, kind of like, Gain, I think, first introduced to Candace, I think. Or more so on a bigger scale of, like, kind of... What happened to Candace. Flashback yeah. or something to her. Um, she is not a character in the book at all. Um, and Elijah, the guy that Joe was supposed yep. to have killed when he found out that he slept with Candace, also is not in the novel. And then Raj, which I... When we are when I was really reading the book, I was like, I thought he was in the book, but I guess he wasn't when I reread it. Because he's the guy that um, Peach ended up sleeping with when they were at uh, oh, Peach's uh, yeah. Peach house. Yeah. I was waiting for that to happen in the book, and then I was like, oh, I guess it's not. They went a different way. Yeah. AKA yeah. Peach was trying to put the huge moves on uh, Beck. Beck. But she kind of tried to have a threesome with Beck, too, at the in the show. In the show, yeah, with yeah, Raj. Yeah, but yeah. in the book, book just, it was, it was just, just, it was just the two. two. Yeah. yeah. Um, Candace's character in the show was way more developed than it was in the book. Yeah. And she also comes back at the fucking end of the show. Like, well, that's she, what's confusing. She did. Yeah. She full on died in the book. And I can tell you exactly how. But, um,. Yeah, she the very like last part of the show, she's back, which is completely different than the very last part of the book. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't was it um did Blythe and Ethan get engaged? I knew I knew they moved in together. Yeah. But were they engaged too in the show? No, no, no. No? Just moved in. Okay, they yeah. just Yeah, because in the book they were engaged. And then he meets another female. Obviously, hidden bodies. I haven't read that. You I, haven't? No. I bought oh, it. Oh, that's good. But I didn't read it. But, yeah. But in the show, ends off with Car- er, 
Candace coming back and then the book ends with a completely new character. So we'll be tuning in for season two. Yes. Because <laughs> we need to know what the fuck they're going with. That. I'm excited. Um. Oh, yeah, it does. Oh, okay. This thing actually says um, at the end of the Katniss novel, Joe actually meets a new woman in the bookstore. Credit to Card Thief. Craig Card Thief. Sorry. Uh, Interesting. Well, since I haven't read the second book, that might be more explained in that one. I don't really remember Amy. I think her name's Amy Adams, but it's Adam. Just one. Or no S. Holy cow, I'm cold. But, uh, anyways, okay, moving on. Um, uh, Peter's not super uh, suspicious of Joe in the book. No, she, she doesn't seem doesn't. as suspicious. Whereas she's suspicious as fuck against him in yes, the show. It's exactly. crazy. Um, in the book, uh, Joe doesn't get caught at Dickens Festival. Yep. Whereas in the show, I would fell asleep during that part, but I believe he did. Right? He does, yeah. Okay. Well, it's very tired people. So then he no meets, judging. like... The well, captain and stuff. Right? Doesn't he meet him in the book, though? I feel like he did. I think he did, but I don't... <laughs> but he didn't... I know for sure he didn't get caught. Right. No. Um, in the book, no. Because she doesn't know he's there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. I had to take a sip. Um, Karaminti is different in the book. He meets her on the subway, but in the show, which I feel like we both missed this part of the show where Karen was, um, Claudia, his neighbor's sister. Yeah. I didn't know that. I did not get that at all, but apparently that is a thing. So spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, but the main thing between the show and the thing is that the fact that she is a nurse and does date him um and then the last thing is the fact that um the box of beck's creepy shit or her things but joe's creepy shit of her stuff is not hidden in the bathroom it's hidden somewhere else which in the book it's hidden in a hole behind the couch right it's hidden in the wall i believe a wall yeah oh. maybe not specifically behind the couch but but maybe a Knows. Read the book. I could totally <laughs> read the book. Find out. out. Even though I reread it, some of the little details escape me because I do remember vividly mm. the it being in the roof, not yep. so much the yeah. part. But yeah, um, those are the ten differences between the book and the show. So otherwise, it's pretty much I think small things that like would change kind of like regardless. I think. Yeah. Like little nuances and stuff that the characters do, but for the main part, those are the big things. Yeah. I think the biggest one was the neighbor situation because they did play a decent big part and like the girl's boyfriend beat up Joe like badly. Oh yeah. But in the book, he gets beat up by his like ex-employee. Yeah. What's his name? Um, Curtis. Curtis. Yeah. Yes. So, crazy shit. Crazy shit indeed. <laughs> um, okay. So, now that I bored everyone with that shit, 
Um, let's talk about the book a little bit. Um, so pretty much like the entire book, not the entire book, the entire book completely is from Joe's point of view, um, especially like his point of view of back and like hearing about like her. Yeah. Um, as you get to know Joe throughout the book and even the show, um, do you trust his like whole narration of narration? Sorry. Um, of everything of her specifically. Uh, like, like I want to say yes, but obviously not because everyone's perception is different. And I, I feel like Beck is probably not as annoying as she seemed to be or as selfish as she seemed to be. And I feel like because, um, Joe is obsessed with her mm -hmm. and stalks her, he takes every little thing out of context and assumes like she, and the way he narrates it is like, Oh, she didn't answer in an hour. She must hate him and the world is over and she's a bitch now and he needs to win her back. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some things that she did that were un like probably not the best things to do when she was with Joe, but, um, but at the same time, we're only hearing of these because he's snooping into her, Mm -hmm. emails and texts and phone and everything. So, I mean, as if I wouldn't gab to my friends about guys and stuff like that. Like, I just find... I honestly think his point of view is his point of view, and I'm sure in the way he feels about it, there's some truth to it because he feels that way about it. Mm -hmm. But I I think it influences how we see all the other characters and and... Like, I think I would like Beck more if it was a her point of view type scenario. and Or like a back and forth mm -hmm. kind of thing between, like, her perception of what um, was happening in the show or whatever. Exactly. And, like, what he's seeing and his point of view. Because, like, yeah, you get one-sided and, like, he was creepy in the way of he invaded her entire life. Yeah. Like, full-on deep-dived into her personal life that no one should really see so much of that. Oh, exactly. Like, we all have our secrets. We all have our, like, little things that, like, you like to do and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, you don't want other people to know. And you have that right, too. So, I mean, I don't, I don't really trust his narration of it. It was, it was great narration of it, but I don't trust it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, I think... Well, and, like, his character, I think, is tainted in a way. Just for the fact that him growing up, his home life and stuff was unstable. Yeah. And then he meets Mr. Mooney? Morney? Mooney. Mooney. Um, who takes him in. And he's a twisted character, and he is so sadistic in a way that, mm -hmm. like, he locked him in the cage for three days. Exactly. Like, and shit like that, that it became not a weird shit 
situation. Weird <laughs> like, situation. Like, Joe, like, was forever changed, I think, after that. Like, Agreed. I think he was changed before that, just by hanging out with Mr. Mooney and stuff, but I think he for sure was, like, more changed, so, after that. Uh, like, he, yeah. Like, I don't remember this part of the book that he got locked in the cage uh, just before September 11th. And then he came out right, right after. That. Right. And like, I don't remember that either. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. And the and world literally was changed. Literally. Especially in New York. Like, yeah. and. And being in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Like, his world and his city literally changed. And he didn't even know anything. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy on its own self. Right. But, I don't know. I think he was so altered and kind of like molded into becoming this person that when we read this story, it's kind of like stalkers yeah, and stuff like that, yeah. that we still watch shows and stuff about, oh, but yeah. also hear about in the news that just like see one person once, AKA this guy and like, just get like this huge story and shit in their head that they like romanticize, but most stalkers don't end up having an actual romantic relationship with them. Whereas he well, does. Exactly. But like they do sometimes kill people in the person's life, which also hence, true. this guy does. So also it's kind of like, Oh, <laughs> I don't think you can trust his narrative at all. No, I agree. Like there's probably certain things just from like, just like, I think there's small things you could probably trust about his perceptiveness on it like his most of his feelings towards peach were pretty i feel like dead on well based on her character probably <laughs> yeah that's how like just basically off that you're yeah like, eh, maybe so i don't know so i don't know i i don't fully trust his narrative on back just for That's the okay. fact that he he's a, I I think so much happened in his life that I kind of wonder if he didn't meet Mr. Mooney or if Mr. Mooney was like a different kind-hearted person that didn't have a cage or buy a cage to put in his basement. Right. What Joe, if Joe would have still ended up being kind of weird That's like true. this or if. It would have been a very different. Or if he would have been different. Yeah. Kind of thing, right? That's crazy to think about. So, we'll, we won't know we'll never ever, know. but you can you can always think about it and dream about it <laughs> if you feel like. Um, kind of segueing off that topic about like his perception of her and stuff like that. What do you think overall about like their relationship? Like, what do you think that they saw in each other? Like, we kind of know what he, I guess, saw in her. Yeah, he just was, like, infatuated with her. She loved books. She was a writer. She was pretty um, articulate. She, like, I get that, I guess. And I think the thing he didn't like was she had this whole other life that wasn't revolved around him. Another life that I don't think he minded her to front, like, Annika or Chana and mm -hmm. Lynn. Oh, yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I think it was more her life in regards to her obsession over Benji and her yes um, need to please Peach. 
Yeah, that too. I think those two were big things that he didn't like about her. Agreed. I think he probably wouldn't have cared t- as much and stuff if it was just Annika and Lynn. Because they seem like, you know, normal They were like, friends. meh, yeah. Like, like, we want you to hang out, but like, whatever, if you can, kind of yeah. thing. And but they that's why went... he killed Peach. <laughs> Honestly, in the show, can't say I blame the man. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, Don't say that. I was like, damn, she's annoying. Like, obviously, I won't kill anyone, but I, I was like, so. I was like, damn. I was like, she is on another level. Actually, I probably would just be like, you know, you guys aren't worth it and just leave that situation. But exactly. in real life, but getting to his level, like, I can't fully say I don't see where he was coming across on that in the show, at least. Fair. Uh, I don't. Back's point of view, though, on him. I don't know really what she saw in him because she didn't really seem to like him all the time. I think she just needed someone in her life consistently. And the fact that he pursued I think she legit liked that he liked books and that he, um, like, had his businesses in the bookstore. And I think that part of it she legit liked. Other than that, I think she just liked him for... In the show, I think just company and sex. And in the book, I think just company. Um, and he was, like, there for her. And, like, like yeah, he, he doted on her. He really, like, wanted to spend time with her. He was infatuated with her to an extreme extent. And she... Just selfishly she, took it. She loved it. But at the same time, she didn't love it. And, like, she she just wanted someone to, like put her on a pedestal and and but she also wanted drama in her life so is what i think she was exhausting there's a lot of up and down <laughs> yeah like she was hot she was cold yep exactly um, that and then like having a friend like peach in your life that's a lot a lot to deal with a lot at and then point. like at the beginning of the book you had benji in there so it was like really like more to all over the place and you're just like what the fuck right if yeah i honestly like normal circumstance i don't think like if joel was like a regular guy and not um this dude um <laughs> i don't think she would have i don't think so gone. she would have given him the time of day yeah no like she might have maybe given him a no she wouldn't have because you know he went and stalked her on the subway but and also saved her from the train but also she, when she kind of left him the first time he let her be he was with karen minty and then he and then that's when she was like oh i don't uh, want, I want what i can't have right now yeah and then she got it back again and then uh, she was like mm, you know mm, yeah well then she got suspicious Yes, true. And then she just kept looking and looking, and then she <laughs> found something that. Well, she found the box, which, which is who good. keeps people's used tampons? Like, come on, man! Right. Just, I thought it was funny in the book. He's like, "Well, it's in plastic." Yeah, that was like, <laughs> like at that whole conversation between the two of them, when she was like, "What about this? What about this?" And he just was like so normalizing it, and I was like. That's weird, like, dude. Who cares about the fucking plastic? Yeah. It's a used tampon. Like, no. It was, yeah. <laughs> that goes level. immediately in the garbage. It wrapped in so much, like, tissue paper and stuff that you don't see it. 
You don't think about it. Next level. Like, nothing. Right. I heard, you know how, like, kids used to, like, soak tampons and vodka and then, like, shove it up yeah. into their body to, like, soak up the alcohol? Yeah. I, my brother's girlfriend told us on the holidays how that's not the trend anymore. It's actually, like, used, actual used tampons and shit like that. Ew. Why? And sh- I didn't get past that part because I was like, I don't want to hear any more. Nope. Of you're part like, of this. I'm good. Thank I didn't look you. into it, so I don't know if it's like fully true. I'm good, just not um, knowing. But she read it off somewhere, and I was like, no, nope, I'm out. <laughs> you know, I can hear most creepy shit, but like that was like, that was a little too much. Where I draw the line? I was like, what are is wrong with these kids right? these days? But, no, yeah, you. I don't think Brack would have given Joe time if uh, he wasn't who he was. I agree. I agree. So. 10 out well, of 10 would agree. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, so, speaking of, I guess, we can kind of go way... Actually, no. We're going to go this way. Um, did you feel um, like during the show mm-hmm. or book when he input like incarcerated basically Benji and Beck and mm-hmm. put them in the cage? Yeah. Did you ever kind of, like, hope he would just let them go? I kind of actually thought he should let Benji go. I thought he should let Benji go, but obviously Benji was going to, like, fucking get him arrested. Yeah. But I thought... I knew he was going to kill back no matter what. You kind of know that as soon as he kills Benji, you kind of know, like, this is going to end in death for Beck. But... Even if he killed Benji, like... I think it became a turning point where he was like, okay, I have to kill this guy. Like, There's no going back. There's not. It. I think he should have let him go, definitely. But I think... I think he... In killing Beck, he did everything he, like, let on not to. Like, he was always saying, like, he wanted to protect Beck and he was her savior and yeah. all of this stuff. And then he just goes and does, like... The ultimate betrayal and and her life and like I think Benji was kind of well Candace obviously was kind of the beginning of the end for him like the first person he kills I think was being Candace like that would be in the book anyway uh, Elijah I think is his name in the show um, yeah but having it be that like at that point he's just kind of like well no consequences there. I'm going to just keep doing it. But, I mean, I think he should have let Beck go. I thought he would let Beck go. Like, some part of me thought. Because I was like, no, he loves this woman far right. too much to let her, to kill her. And yeah. then he just does it. And in the book, it's almost like he's like, okay, it's done. On to the next. Like, it, I, I don't know. It was weird. Well, and, like, the way, the part leaned up to how he killed her like, they had sex for, like, I think the first time. No. In the book? Yeah. No. no. Why do I, I keep thinking it's the first time? It was oh, the no, first time, and then they took a real... That's when they broke up, essentially. Mm-hmm. She, like, yeah. ghosted him, and then 
And so it's then, hard to remember because there's a lot of sex between the two of them in the show. It well, is. So it's hard lot, to keep, like, like more. that one's way, and then this one and it's then, more broken up, but it's also like, okay, what just yeah, happened? I think it's more broken up and then you kind of forget about the other parts. Exactly. Especially since like, she's stuck in the cage. And right. And the next thing she, you know, she like, literally looks like she genuinely wants to have sex with them from the sounds of it. Right. And then it changes afterwards. So. And you're like, what? And then, and then he kills her. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm like, it's like a huge 180 just happened. Actually. And you got kind of like, like whiplash. I literally had to be like, what just happened? Well, you kind of got whiplash from the fact that she's like doing whatever, like being like, let me go, let me go. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's turned on. Yep. And then they have sex and then she tries to escape and then he kills her. Exactly. So it's kind of like, kind of like a three sixty situation where you kind of get like, what the fuck? Exactly. But um, I don't know. So like, talking about back in like Candace and like him killing, like in the book, he was saying that he wouldn't have killed Candace if she um just left like after um she broke up with him if she just like walked away from the situation. Mm-hmm. But instead, she decided to, like, stay with him and try and talk to him a little bit afterwards. And to yeah. him, he said, like, said in the book, he's, like, to her, to him, her sticking around after telling him that she didn't want to keep dating him was because she wanted to see me at my worst and not because that she was concerned for him. Yeah. And that, like, basically made him be, like, so you should die. And then I- killed her. So. It's just sad. He obviously was twisted, and even though you wished in the book and the show that you'd let these people go, you knew ultimately he was not going to. Yeah. Oh, it's really crazy. Agreed. But I'm going to take a break and try this wine. Okay. All right. We're back. So I just took a sip of the rosé, and... Yeah, I'm sipping it out of the bottle because I don't want to go grab another glass because I'm lazy. And I don't have another clean glass upstairs. But it's actually really good. Mm. Obviously, like, I can't swirl it around and get, like, the true smell of the wine. Um, You know, out of the bottle. But uh, <laughs> just from the smells and stuff that I can get from... The little small opening of the wine ball. It's actually, like, pretty good. Um, and I think it's a really good rosé. Oh, it is good. It You think it's going to be sweet, and then it's not it's sweet. It's not sweet, yeah. Like, it is a little, but it's not bad. It's not like... Yeah, it's, it's not like... Rosés are hard to tell, especially by color, I find. Yeah, that's true. Because, like... If y'all see my, well, our posts on our Instagram, there is one that I took of me holding like a champagne looking kind of glass with really dark rosé. Oh, yeah, yeah, And that is actually a really more dry I find the, dr- the darker or drier. Yeah. And that one is. But Where I when you say look that because I've had a really light one before that is pretty dry. Yeah. Whereas sometimes when you look at it, you're like, that looks like fucking fruit juice. And yeah. it was yeah. not. 
That's good though. It was crazy, but yeah, it's good no. that it wasn't. So, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. This wine's good, and it's definitely going to be one of the ones that um, we will drink once we finish our bowls of wine. Just which took a momentary. Lindsay needs to catch break. up a little bit. Usually, she finishes before I do. Not tonight, apparently. <laughs> um, but okay, so we're. We kind of talked about this, like, yesterday um, and stuff like that. And, like, we did look up some discussion questions, obviously, because, like, who wouldn't on a popular book like this right. to help us out a little bit. And they talked about, like, New York as a character. But, um, like, we're not going to talk about that specifically, but we're going to talk about um, basically Joe doing what Joe did in the book and the show in New York Versus trying to do what he did in, like, maybe the suburbs of, like, New York or, like, of a smaller town mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, how fucking hard that'd be. Like, I feel like, like, right now we're in a suburb. Yeah. Like, we're in a community. And if someone, like, was standing outside my street, like, outside my Just house, like staring in, we could fucking tell. That's true. Because he'd be the only person outside. Yeah. Like, the... Like a weirdo. Yeah, like the street, it'd be hard because like there's the lights and everything. I guess when you technically look out towards the like dog park, it'd be harder, especially if we have the lights out. Yeah. But, and you're not like close to the window, it'd be harder to tell. But yeah, minus that part, like just the straight out in front of the house, there's no way. And back also lived on like technically the first floor, so... Also, that helps creeping in on her. Yeah. Whereas houses, it's a little hard because most people don't technically usually, depending on the south house, they don't really usually live on the first floor. Uh, Yeah. Depending on the type of house, obviously, but I don't know. I think it'd be harder. You? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because you would just be noticed more. Like in New York, like city, downtown, like it's very hustle and bustle. There's definitely more people. Um, it's like, I don't know, more, less, less people around. So you stick out like a sore thumb, less places to hide too. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, and two, even if it was like, let's say a smaller town, people would know each other more. So if you were doing weird stuff, people would be talking. Versus oh, yeah. New York, it's like, there's millions of people there and no one gives any shit of what you're doing so yeah well and like even downtown like calgary like right we're like i think it'd be harder to tell if joe was doing joe things and creeping on people but like we don't really have unless you like go to certain parts of downtown that are more, like, houses and stuff. Yeah. But, like, our apartments all, like, you don't, like, technically you don't live on the bottom floor so well, much. Well, it's true, yeah. Like, most of our apartments and stuff downtown are more High up. Rise. Yeah. Like, it's, like, at least the first level where you can't easily see in. There are some that are more on the, like, main they level. They are, but you're not, like, I guess if they are, you can kind of, like, see, but... Yeah, and it, yeah, it's kind of harder. And, yeah, mind you, my friend. No, that's not downtown though. Mm. 
But yeah, I don't know. There's more places downtown Calgary that are not first level, I think. Yes. But so I think it'd be harder and I think it would just be harder in like a city like Calgary because we have a lot of people, but we don't have as many as New York does. Exactly. Like New York has just got so many different types of people and people are, they have different, like Joe was dressing up as different characters kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. They have more people doing different things at all different times, whereas like, even though we're big, we're not, I think, big enough to kind of like resort to seeing that different types of people from different types of services being around all the time. Yeah, exactly. Just like loitering. Yeah. And, like, all that stuff. And I think people would kind of pay attention a little bit more. But then who knows? I don't know. I've never lived downtown. <laughs> so. I mean, well, I guess kind of have. But even then. Not so much. You you notice. Like, I would notice if there was random people. Like, if there was a person just chilling out in front of my building, like, I would see them and I would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so you notice. Yeah. That's fair. Um... To end this podcast off, well, not so much, like, fully ending, but, like, last question, discussion thing. Um, do you ever hope when you're reading or watching the show that he might get away with the murder and find love? Or do you think that somehow, some way, he will be held responsible for all of the actions that he's done? All of his actions. That's a hard one, because, like should be held responsible. He's a menace to society. But, like, I don't know. A small part of me wanted just, like, him to have been done with Benji and then... Live happily ever after with Beck? Nope. Live happily ever after with Karen Menti. I don't think him and Beck mm. would ever work. And I kind of got true. that when they first broke up. I keep forgetting about Karen Menti. <laughs> and, like, Karen Menti in the show is kind of just like a meh character like she was she's fine annoying, actually yeah in the book she's got more spunk to her she's a little like feisty um either one the show version or the book version like i kind of was hoping he would end up with just because i think they were healthier relationships for him but i think that's the whole point of why carolyn kepnes wrote them in is that way um but i so yeah during that relationship i kind of hope like he would let Beck just be gone and just continue his relationship with Karen Minty and find love with Karen Minty because she was good for him and she liked him for who he was. And Well, not fully. That's true. I, I, that's true, actually. I don't know if he ever would find love because, like, full love because he had this whole other side of him. But I don't think he's... With Karen Minty, he didn't do the same shit that he did with Beck. But he, like, that so wasn't he healthy, could, what he did with Beck. Like, it he, wasn't, he but definitely I'm just had a more No, yeah. He definitely had a more healthy relationship yeah. with Karen Minty. But you're right, that wasn't his personality. So he probably isn't destined to ever find love then. No. Or a healthy relationship. But I think he could have at least spent however many blissful, blind years with Karen Minty, thinking that he was in love with her. Beck didn't just somehow walk into... Back into his for, life. The size of New York. Like, right? really? She just happened to be there. God. Or she happened to just come back in his life and you're like, really? Right? Of 
Like, you're too big of a fucking city to have this shit happen. But But she wanted it to happen. She just, like... Because her play toy thing, who, like, held her to the highest, like, pedestal and stuff, was, like, got taken away from her. Exactly. But, I don't know. It's one of those things where you don't want him to see love and you want him to get caught. But at the same time, you're like... You kind of wish that he just turned more into a normal person. Yeah. And just found someone that changed him and, like, all of a sudden he didn't kill anyone anymore. For his sake. Yeah, exactly. So you're kind of torn because you're, like, thinking both. But just for the sinister part of you that... Not so much sinister, but, like, um, the justice side of you. You just kind of want him to, like, get caught. Because all serial killers... Should get caught. Like... Tend to fuck up in some way. Like, like obviously yeah. there's murders and stuff out there that no one gets caught on. But I feel like there's less of those than there are of people actually getting caught. Exactly. So. I agree. Ted Bundy people. Ted Bundy. Golden State Killer. Eventually got mm-hmm. caught. Yeah. But then there's like the person that killed Black Dahlia. Still. Still yeah. don't know who the fuck she, who killed her. That's true. So, you never know. That is true. But they did find who was Jack Ripper. Oh. Now, with through DNA and stuff like that, but that took them how long? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe in however many thousands of years or hundreds of years, we'll figure maybe out who eventually. Black Dahlia yeah. got killed yeah. by. But yeah. yeah. So I don't know. We'll end it with the fact that we don't really know how we feel about this, but you kind of hope that he gets caught at some point. But I guess we'll see. I'll read Hidden Bodies, and I guess everyone will. See if you want to read Hidden Bodies. I'm see for sure that goes. Read it before season two of You and then, comes up. Yeah, and then we'll see where they take season two of You because who knows? Candace is apparently back. Oh, and she's not different, dead. Different story, man. So we'll we'll see. We recommend reading both because they seem to be going in different directions exactly. from each other. Exactly. So we'll see. Maybe we'll shed some light on it at some point later when the actual season two comes out. We might do some of that. But anyways, that is it for this episode. It's episode nine. We're slowly getting there in our lives on moving up with the episodes. Um, But yeah, episode nine, dirty lawn, you and your dirty laundry, delicious wine. We quite enjoyed it. Um, definitely recommend this. Probably, I'd say, top one all around, all different genres mm-hmm. of wine. And again, please follow us on our Instagram, which is boozeandbooks.podcast. Um, and you can message us on there, leave comments um, of like books, booze, wine, whatever. Tell us that we're doing a good job critique us we also appreciate that <laughs> you can also email us at, at booze <laughs> and books at gmail.com b-o-o-o-z-e-a-n-d-b-o-o-o-k-s at gmail.com see this is why i like <laughs> um and yeah so email us at that email that Lindsay literally just said and i'm not going to repeat it um and booze and books dot podcast for instagram we're going to try and get a little bit better at doing stuff on our instagram check it out um, but you will be able to see 
always what book we're going to read that month for the podcast. We're definitely going to start definitely uh, showing weekly what we're currently reading because we definitely read about, well, I for sure read a book a week. Lindsay, I think, listens to a book a week in the car. Trying. I'm trying. We'll, we'll go with I'll that. I'll get there. I'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but yeah. So again, rate, review, subscribe. Let us know. Like it. Hate it. Tell us how to change it if you hate it. Uh, and all that good stuff. But yeah. Cool. See you next time. Or listen to us next time. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> Bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye.